Autumn has come, and I am on my newspaper round. Jimi Hendrix just died. They are playing Hey Joe on the radio, and I have passed my driving test. I have my reefer jacket on, a pair of checked flares, and a broad, red-plated belt with a loop buckle. Down the flare from the knee is a row of shiny buttons. It's the latest fashion, and if anyone had seen me, I would have really stood out. But not many people are up. Only a lamp in the odd window, and as I walk the hills up from the block where I live towards the depot and the shopping center, it's a quarter past five. There is a frozen silver sheen on the lawns between the rows of terraced houses, and it's not yet morning. I've had my hair cut in a moderate mod style after several years of long hair, and I'm not sure it's such a big hit. So the gloom suits me fine. I'm tired. I still have homework to do, and a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach tells me something at school is not going the right way. What I do, I do well enough. What I hear, I remember and understand. I'm not an idiot, but it's as if the rest of my class has taken off on some journey they forgot to tell me about, as if there is a secret pact between teacher and students that does not include me. They know something I do not, and that's how it has been for a long time now. The others stand waiting in front of the entrance. I am the last to turn up, but there are no newspapers in sight. Conrad is there, and Fru Johansen, and the entire Wilden family, the two children yawning and leaning against their father's back. This is what they live off. Four newspaper rounds morning and afternoon, day in, day out. The oldest child, a girl, is fourteen years old. The boy, twelve. They look as though they have just come out of the forest, You'd expect pine needles in their hair. But they live in Rodervayen, in a flat, like the rest of us from Vetvitu. The mother is so ugly and bony that you have to like her, and the father, tall and distant, nods politely to the left, right, and center, and never says a word, just smiles, and looks over our heads at something we don't quite comprehend. High plains and spruce forests, I have always imagined. The girl is so attractive, it's hard to look her in the face. Hi, Auden, says the boy called Tommy, and I say, Hi, Tommy, cool jacket. We often talk. I lend him old cowboy and Indian books, and we are pals. He always seems to have a cold, a red patch under his nose, and he wears a striped yellow jacket lined with fur, and smiles happily, even though he has had the jacket on all week, and I have said, Cool jacket every morning. I don't talk to his sister. Her eyes are so big and brown that after walking the same route for several years, I still don't know her name. But she looks at my new trousers. We wait. It's the third day in a row that the newspapers are late. Conrad's moped is chugging away on its stand. He doesn't switch it off unless he has to and burns up a hell of a lot of petrol. He already wears a cap, a gray bobble cap without a bobble that he pulls down so hard his ears stick out like the retarded kids you see in town sometimes, and you wonder why they have to dress them like that. He has woolen gloves on with the fingers cut off, and his fingers are black with the old ink. He is fifty years old and lives with his sister in the terraced house right across from the woman's prison, and no one can wedge a newspaper behind a door handle like him. In one flowing movement, his hand makes an arc in midair, and the fat Oftenposten is lodged under the handle, as hard as a board and never comes loose. How easy it looks, yet I've tried it many times, and I cannot do it. We hear the car before we see it, 
It's the only sound there is apart from Conrad's moped, and at full speed it sails up the incline from Vetvitvayen, makes a U-turn in front of the depot, and comes to a stop by our barrows. The driver jumps out, yanks the side doors back, and hauls out the big bundles of newspapers. He drops them on the tarmac, with a loud groan each time. Thwack, thwack, they go, hitting the ground with a solid thud. I've always thought it had something to do with what is in the newspapers. I pull out my two bundles and load them onto the barrow, cut the strings and check to see if there are any new subscribers. There are, too. I enter their names in my book and start dragging the barrow towards Grevlingvayen. The others set off on their separate routes. Conrad up to Tronziemsvayen, Fru Johansen along Bavervayen, which is where I live, and the Vilden family down to the houses along Rotervayen. Tommy is carrying a huge bundle of paper.